What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, a show where we talk about news, games, and sandwich mm-hmm. a little fun in between. I'm one of your host, Timothy DeRoe, and joining me this week is your boy, Michael Claire. How you doing on this fine Sunday, Mike? I'm doing good. Yeah. Just- you've you've reeled in on the uh, the adjectives. What do you mean? That you use for me. What are you talking about? Oh, there used to be more. More adjectives? Yeah, it used to be the world's number one Nintendo fanboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the, you know. Yeah. Well, it's just your boy. It's just your, I feel dethroned. But it's, I'm well, just well, your you boy. Said you were you were tired of number one Nintendo fanboy. So yeah, I but it didn't it to mean, your boy, and I just stuck. But it's so. But your boy simple. I feel like your boy can embody whatever the listener or viewer is like. He's my boy because um, I'm your this. boy to them too. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's it's. Hey, I'm talking to the camera. It's your boy because it's not my boy. It's no, your boy. boy. Yeah. Okay, I'll let it slide. Okay, all right, cool. Today we're gonna talk about a bunch of shit. Like a bunch oh, of shit. It's just, it's just it's Apple. Majority stuff coming from Epic Fortnite. Games and Apple court cases. Naruto. Uh, court case singular. And it's a lot of bullshit from that. And we're going to go in deep on a lot of news. and Well, it's not bullshit. It's a lot of good stuff. There's also N- Nintendo's sales numbers. There's some Resident uh, Evil review roundups, Fortnite skin leaks, and Discord, and some things uh, with we, the E3. We hit the record for the longest show doc Yeah, ever. nine pages. I think previously it was five or six. Six pages. Now we're at nine. Nine so. pages. So let's get into it. But before we actually get into it, a little bit of housekeeping for you. Hey, do you like our show? Then consider mm-hmm. supporting us on patreon.com slash synced up where you can get access to our lovely Discord for $1 oh, or look. for $5 post shows of all of our shows and a few other goodies all from youtube.com slash synced up podcast and podcast services around the globe. I don't know why I said globe. It says the world. I know, but I, 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 said globe. I was thinking about Greg, so I said globe. New episodes go up in all of those feeds, Mondays, 7 a.m. Central Time Zone. Gang. Also, you can write into the show at syncedupod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns, and we may discuss them on the show. And you should also follow us on Twitter, at syncedupod, to keep up to date with all of our content. Jordan, roll every, the lower thirds, Every please. bit of it. All the, um, all the content. All the stuff. All the spice. I'm out there retweeting um, Resident Evil. Uh, mocap videos because mm-hmm. they're pretty cool. Are they? I I just retweeted that one game's mocap? five minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fair. I guess it misses me. No lower thirds working. Click. Oh damn. Damn. Bro. Why not? It's they because they're something? below the main cam. They, they got to be above yep. the main. Eat cam. them up. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then now try. Bam. Lower thirds. Shaboom. Shab- Shimone. Okay, go. so let's get right into it because it's going to be a long-ass show. Get into it. So here's – we're going to start it with all the Epic Games cross Apple court case stories. So Phil Spencer hasn't given up on xCloud for other consoles. Xbox wants to be where the gamers are even if they aren't playing on Xbox. This is from Matt Kim at IGN. More emails from the Epic versus Apple court case are trickling out along with plenty of high-level conversations between various CEOs. One email exchange between Epic CEO Tim Sweeney and Xbox President Phil Spencer reveals that Xbox's interest in bringing xCloud on other consoles is ongoing. There was regular chatter that Xbox had ambitions to bring its service to systems that weren't, well, the Xbox. Mm -hmm. At its height, there were rumors the entire Xbox experience would come to the Nintendo Switch. Instead, some Xbox Live functionality exists on the Switch, and xCloud is currently available on PC, Android, and iOS through a slight workaround. But according to an email between Spencer and Sweeney, Xbox is interested in getting its cloud streaming service to other consoles. Quote, At the highest levels of Microsoft, we are committed to pushing on these policies and continuing to expand our console platform capabilities, Spencer writes. You can chime in as you feel comfortable, but I did want to just let you know that I have your that I have your point on xCloud on other consoles haven't given up free to play outside of gold we will still get there and I want to partner with you and our store entitlement ideals as items I'm going to review with you to make progress uh end quote Microsoft's wait is that is that quote again that is, is that quote again I can't mm, tell maybe. did I mistype did I mistype 
I don't think uh, so. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Microsoft's xCloud is a cloud streaming service where users can pay console game, play console games on their phones or PC directly from the cloud with no need to download or install a title. This is a service that's included for subscribers of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is Xbox popular service where users can download and install games from a library so long as they pay the monthly subscription cost. So this is exciting. That's crazy. I mean, just the idea that you would get um, Xbox on your Switch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can do it already. You have the yeah, you have the achievement thing or whatever that they did mm-hmm. for certain games. It uh, it's just such a cool idea. And then, do you? I mean, does Nintendo Switch try and put NSO mm-hmm. on Xbox? Do you yeah. start like seeing stuff like that? Because if that happens, I feel like everything we understand Nintendo just goes out the window. I don't know if Nintendo's putting shit anywhere else. I don't think they would because they need you to buy a reason. Yeah, they you need reasons to buy a Switch. Of course, but. I don't know. I just feel like everything's kind of out the window when you start putting Xbox on yeah. the consoles. When you start talking about this, I guess this stuff's not too crazy because you imagine these conversations are happening behind the scenes all the time and that mm-hmm. doesn't really confirm anything. But it is, you know, this was a thing that people were talking about for a while, big rumors, and to get the thing confirming that, hey, it's not just a rumor, there was actually discussion about this. Mm-hmm. And this really pushes the idea that Xbox is 100% just trying to get Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions. Everywhere. They don't care about the console. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get that shit everywhere. Put it on other consoles. Like, you want all our games? You don't even need the console. Yeah. We're trying to get it everywhere. You definitely won't see it at PlayStation, but you might see it on Nintendo and, and other... Well, I don't know what other places you'd see it, but uh, I, I don't the think we see it on PlayStation, Genesis. but... There's one more. Well, actually, there's there's, there's, a lot there's two more. more. I don't know why I'm saying one more. So uh, Microsoft is also considering dropping its revenue cut to 12% on Xbox, according to legal documents. This mm-hmm. is from Sheriff Syed at VG247. We may yet see Microsoft lower its cut of Xbox digital sales. Microsoft announced that a big change for PC games sold on the Windows Store. Starting August 1st, Microsoft will only be taking a 12% cut for PC game sales on its store, dro- a drop from 30%, leaving 88% for the mm-hmm. developers. The 88-12 split is one that's been gaining more and more traction in the industry recently, with many developers now openly calling the 30% cut unjustified. Epic Games, of course, fired the first shot when they made it 88-12, the focal point of its decision to launch its own PC store. 70-30 remains the standard, however, including on the digital stores for both Xbox and PlayStation consoles. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, Microsoft's move may have appeared sudden, but it's actually one the company has been contemplating for a while. Court documents that came to light in the Epic Games versus Apple trial via The Verge revealed that Microsoft had actually intended for its revenue share to match Epic's across PC and Xbox. The plan was to introduce both cuts to 88.12 and calendar year 2021. When reached out for comment, Microsoft told The Verge, we will not be updating the revenue split for console publishers, which either indicates that the rollout on Xbox has been delayed or that it's been reconsidered entirely. Interestingly, one particular stipulation Microsoft put forward for the PC business is that developers can only get the 8812 revenue share model in exchange for the grant of streaming rights to Microsoft, allowing the company to expand its library of streamable xCloud games. Microsoft did not reveal the clause in its, annou- in its announcement last week and wouldn't say whether it remains, it remains in the final agreement. So, um... You know, this is a battle we see getting fought everywhere, specifically more importantly on the PC side of things with, yeah. with the Steam, Steam doing their weird Epic. thing. Um, but Epic's still going with the 8812 route, and we've seen it, yeah, August 1st. This was announced a while back that Microsoft was going to take less on the Microsoft store as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring that to console would be really a big, big thing for developers out there. That'd be a big win for them. Yeah, to push their games on the console yep. more likely. And, and I like think that. it would also be a big win for Microsoft in the PR standpoint. Um, interestingly yeah. enough, though, this tidbit here of, you know... Uh, exchange for the grant of streaming rights to Microsoft. So a maybe an incentive of hey we're gonna do we're gonna do seventy thirty, but we'll do we'll give you more money on the eighty eight twelve if you allow us to stream on X Cloud. That could be a way to build the X Cloud library out. Make X Cloud really why they to be reckoned w- with. I I don't know why that's considered a negative here. Why why is it considered a negative? You know? It's not a negative. Okay. 
Because yeah, it no. says like in exchange for that, they're saying we want to be able to stream it. Yeah, they're saying we'll we'll give you the better split if you allow us to stream it. But, but otherwise, but I think that's already a good idea to do, anyways, right? Yeah, of course it is. The, there's no negative here. The only negative is they're saying if you don't though, we'll do seventy thirty. Yeah, um, which is the insinuation here of you can get the eighty eight twelve split mm-hmm. if you allow us to stream it. But only seventy thirty if you don't want us to. But uh-huh. I don't know anyone who wouldn't. Take I, that yeah, deal. that's what I'm saying. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, which is I think where I'm confused. Yeah, there's no real way that you that you wouldn't. But I think everyone's gonna take this deal, and this is just a big one. Hey, we're gonna do eighty eight twelve. That's a win for the developers. Also, mm-hmm. XCloud's gonna get built out a lot uh, yeah. over the course over the course of this. Um, so that's that's exciting stuff. Maybe we'll see this come to fruition. Uh, I don't know. It it remains to be seen. I hope seen. so. Me too. Me too. Because you want to see wins for the for the for the developers. smaller developers yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. I mean that's that's more than a fifty percent cut for a big company, mm-hmm. which is just nice. You don't, yeah, you don't really you don't really see that out no. there. Let's talk about a little crossover here though. Core Docs reveal Xbox's internal Last of Us Two review sets a new bar for what we hope to achieve. Mm-hmm. But Naughty Dog can't make decent gun combat. This is by Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Court documents published as part of the Epic Games vs. Apple legal case have offered a rare insight into Microsoft's competitive analysis of one of Sony's flagship games, The Last of Us Part II. Included with several documents Microsoft has requested to be sealed by the court is the internal review written by its GGPD portfolio team, which praises the Naughty Dog title as something Xbox should aspire to in terms of visuals and story. The Xbox review states that The Last of Us Part II sets a new bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve going into a new generation of consoles. It says, quote, The Last of Us Part II is the exceedingly rare video game where what it accomplishes in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games as a medium ultimately outweighs whether or not everyone likes it or even everyone has fun playing it. That said, we loved it. Had a great time playing it and find ourselves still thinking about its characters and stories even after finishing the playthrough. The internal appraisal reserved its strongest praise for The Last of Us Part II's visuals and narrative. Quote, The visual quality and attention to detail in The Last of Us Part II is absolutely best in class in basically every area, and the overall presentation is significantly ahead of anything that other teams have been producing on consoles and PC, the review reads. We were frequently stunned by the quality of the game's visuals, something that sadly seldom happens these days. It's even Mm -hmm. more impressive considering that the game features two separate player characters with different groups of allies in different locations, along with flashback sequences taking place years before. End quote. The verdict uh, goes on to highlight the game's narrative-driven walking simulator chapters. Quote, While these may not be what many gamers are expecting, they are exceptionally well done and really show what other games, especially pure narrative adventure games, should be aspiring to accomplish with their character dialogue, presentation, and voice acting, it says. That the player doesn't have the ability to greatly influence or determine the outcome of the narrative might prove... A- oh, anathema? Never heard that word. I gotta look that one up. Might prove anathema to many players. However, we would argue that not every video game must be about the player role player their characters role playing their character story. Uh, the medium of interactive entertainment also needs games that drive stories where you are participating more in the capacity of an active observer, just like other mediums of entertainment. Otherwise, we're going to be locked into a limited number of stories to tell, end quote. The internal review reserves its only criticize- criticism for combat, which it says improves the original Last of Us 2, but is st- uh, proves on the original Last of Us, but mm-hmm. is still subpar, quote. Naughty Dog still can't seem to make decent gun combat in any of their games, <laughs> and this one is no exception, the review states. Luckily for them, it fits in with the game's overall theme and pushes the player towards using stealth over going in head on so microsoft has some glowing words to say about the last oh this is crumbling for xbox fanboys yeah this you're not allowed to hate on a game if xbox loves it right and so the internal review of last of us 2 seems to be that uh xbox really loves the last of us and thinks that it's a a staple in gaming and really sets the bar going forward Mm -hmm. something that i personally would agree with you know i think it's interesting that um xbox has a team that does that 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 analyzes the industry which it makes sense post yeah post is coming out i was like 
Yeah, of course they got a team that does that. Like, I I just would have never thought that it yeah, exists. It, wasn't it even, makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, it's something you'd want and be like, this is what our competitor is doing. Here's what they're yeah. doing right in this. This is what we need to set the bar for. It it definitely wasn't it anything sense. that I even thought about. But, yeah, post this. I was like, yeah, no shit. Of it's course they cool. play those I'd games. love to see more reviews like this. Dude, I Developers they, reviewing yeah. games. Yeah, like, you know, Xbox reviewing a Nintendo game or something usually, like that. Because usually it's just gamers reviewing yeah, games. Like, But people who make games reviewing other games. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So it's it I think this is the most interesting review for The Last of Us that I've seen of course. so far. And they gave it a glowing review. Makes it makes perfect sense why they want to, you know, they want mm-hmm. to seal those documents. Uh, you know, it was funny. We seen like the Twitter thread of of um, I can't remember who it was, but she, she was going through, all the stuff, all yeah, the funny going things. through of all the funny things coming from the thing because you know they got to explain <laughs> coming is, from the is court it, case. What was it? They were like, "Is this on Xbox?" And then they say, "Which Xbox?" And they're yeah. like, "The Xbox." <laughs> yeah, and there's like, like a Xbox, bunch like the one and all entertainment system, or Xbox the service. The the the, the, the judge being like, uh, "Tim Sweeney, do you know what a Nintendo Switch is?" Or <laughs> you know, shit like that. Like, what is gaming? Like crazy questions <laughs> like that. But um, it makes sense. You needed to establish yeah. a, the the min- the floor. Yeah, know? and the judge coming out and learning how secretive the game industry is because he made mm-hmm. that comment where he was like, "I've had so many documents being requested to be sealed by Redacted. so many people." Mm-hmm. So, glowing review from Xbox for Last of Us Part Two. Anyone who hasn't played it, uh, hey, here's another There's reason why you should. Um, and and for for all of the people, yeah, like you were saying, all the the Xbox fanboys, mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit more. Because what review can you trust more than your competitor? Than your God's review? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because they are the competitor, they would be more amped to shit on it. But no, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really exciting, and maybe we'll see more games. Maybe we'll see Xbox dive into narrative driven games. You know, maybe we'll see them try. It'll to be do a little like while. That. I of think course. it'll be it'll be time, but, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, this definitely. Seems to shine a light in that direction. It's extremely cool. Um, but we're switching from Xbox. Let's switch on over to Sony here. Sony charges developers for cross-platform play. Court documents reveal. Tim Sweeney claims that Sony is the only platform holder to do this. This is from Danielle Partis at GamesIndustry.biz. Mm-hmm. Sony may have been charging developers to implement cross-platform play on PlayStation. That's according to new documents surfaced as part of the ongoing Apple versus Epic lawsuit, as well as testimony from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney. Sweeney confirmed in court that Sony is the only platform that asked for crossplay compensation. He also stated that Epic agreed to pay these fees to enable crossplay in the PlayStation versions of Fortnite. Details of Sony's cross-platform revenue share was revealed in a 2019 document shared by The Verge. This document showed Sony demanding a royalty payment whenever a significant number of PlayStation users contributed to a title's earnings. This is in order to, quote, offset the reduction in revenue, end quote, caused by cross-platform functionality. Sony has a historic reluctance to allow cross-platform play. Mm-hmm. The company initially blocked cross-platform Crossplay for Rocket League and Minecraft back in 2017. This also happened to Fortnite in 2018, but Sony caved in a few months later following pressure from the Fortnite community. Epic had also implored Sony to change its stance in the months leading up to crossplay implement- implementation. Quote, I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. <laughs> that possibility went out the window when Fortnite became the biggest game on PlayStation. End quote. Reads an email sent to Sony from Joe Kreiner, Epic's VP of Business Development. The email shared by The Verge also details a series of proposals from Epic to Sony, which included a Epic, which included Epic banding its E3 presence with PlayStation, a suggestion of PlayStation Plus promotion, and announcing crossplay in conjunction with Sony. Mm-hmm. "Quote: Let's make this a huge win for us all." The email continued. "Epic's not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it now." Damn, that's, Sony, Sony kind of sucking on that one. Yeah, that's that's you know that's Epic walking in the room. Plopping their dick on the table, just like, hey, boom, we're we're the big dogs in this industry. Yeah, we're not. Good luck of trying to do this without us. Um, you to, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, this uh, story coming out, I think, is a big blow to to Sony, uh, specifically because th- them saying, hey, Sony's the only one who fucking does this. <laughs> Xbox I mean, is it's down. Not, it's not confirmed if they still do this, right? Uh, Although I feel like if they did, they would say some, or if they didn't, they would be like, no, they. Yeah, still, this was a silly no, policy. I mean, we wouldn't do this anymore. It says, you know, that Sony's the only pro- platform that asks like for crossplay. But that was in 2019. 
No, so I'm the, wondering. If, well, oh, well. I wonder if two years well, later, no, the the this where he said this was on the stand recently. The documents from 2019. N- n- yeah, no, but he said that they did that when Fortnite was on the PlayStation. So he's saying that we played that in 2018. I don't think he's saying that like now, like as in. Well, he confirmed on the stand that Sony's the only platform that does it, is what he said. Yeah, but he doesn't confirm that they're doing it right now. I feel like him saying they're the only platform that asks for mm. crossplay conversation is him saying, yeah, they, they do it. Nobody else does it. The documents from 2019, when that shit originally come out, I and, guess. and that's when the, the documents came up. But but I don't know. We'll have to see. Frankly, I imagine they still do that shit. I, I would imagine they do. Because they're too. the top dogs of the industry. I mean, it makes the most sense. They can. They still yeah, can. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, fuck them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like just first, let us play game with friends. You know? Yeah, let us play our games with our friends, bro. That's all it's we want to do. It's not that hard of a deal. Of course, of course. Um, uh, did I? This is a cool one. Did I skip a page? No, I didn't skip a page. Okay, uh, cool. No, you just. So we got it. some. Uh, we got some Fortnite skin leaks. Only there was like a whole thing. Some of them are. Uh, I don't know. I just put. I don't little, know if these were just ideas or like actual some things them, that were being worked on. Some of them, instead of were being worked on, based on the the review, like the the articles I was reading, it's like some are worked on, some are delayed, some might have been canceled. It's unknown. Okay. But these are at least confirmed to have been worked on. Ideas for the future, possibly canceled. Like possible some delays. effort was put into these. Yes. So okay. Fortnite skin leaks here. Uh, Samus Aaron. Good choice. We all course. thought it was coming during the bounty hunter season, mm-hmm. which I think that's in, what in they the were trying to do. Yeah, in the documents it said that they were trying to come out with it in season five. They yeah. ended up not. Who knows what caused that? Probably some Nintendo you know, hiccups. Oh, yeah. Um, Naruto. This one. Naruto. Why? I don't know. <laughs> who were they talking to? I don't know. <laughs> Why did it not happen? Who cares? But, uh, but well, get, get well, Naruto, get Goku yeah, well, up in well, there. I don't know. It might still happen. That's the thing with all of these. They might yeah. still happen because there's no confirmation of if they've just been delayed, if they've been canceled. Mm-hmm. So uh, LeBron James just makes sense at this yeah. point. You know, LeBron sure. James, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This one makes the most sense. I feel yeah. like. How is he not already in it? I feel like he's on, he's on the way, right? Because well, he's the thinks, voice. Everyone thinks that like like there's gonna be some battle pass thing where like mm-hmm. you know how the characters you like, shed get more the armor, robot, you shed the robot armor, and, and it's Dwayne. That makes sense because I feel like he's such an iconic. Person. person but who's so open to like these kind of things yeah that i feel like he would easily do that lebron james i maybe mm-hmm. could see doing this but the rock for sure yeah um katniss everdeen from hunger games oh, who cares a little bit late in the game yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. who's, who's like no, yes. but nobody i don't know um the bride from kill bill sure uh, yeah i don't know that'd be cool um that one other notable one that i didn't include in here but the guy from die hard was one. Oh, uh bruce willis's character yeah uh uh John McClane. Yep, John McClane from Die Hard was one of them. There's a cool. couple other movie characters that were weird that I didn't recognize the movies that they were from. Like mm-hmm. one from like a movie called The New Yorker, I think. I don't know. Um, and then the other couple of things, these aren't skin leaks, but um, there are were planned or planned then been delayed. Nobody knows. Uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande concerts. I would Fortnite. be front seat. Yeah, attending. I mean, with with Travis Scott, that one was so cool. It was lit. Yeah, of course. So I, I mean, sure, I'd be there for a Lady Gaga and Adriana, Adriana, Ariana Grande concert. Like, I mean, 100. Damn, bro. Shouts, shout out, sorry. It's 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 close. It's, it's only uh, um, one letter. Off. You're good. Um, so yeah, there you go. It's cool skins. 100. percent I, mean, I think the most weird one is Naruto. Yeah, it's a little far to left. Because it, yeah. But I mean, he'd fit in. Would he? Dude, look how many other people were there, bro. Kratos, the Predator. But they're a, all video- a banana oh, well, man and a guy with a fishbowl for a But head. those are original characters. Okay, those are OG Fortnite original characters. The Predator. I get. Yeah. Kratos. Fair. Kratos is a video game character. Okay, sure. So I let the video game character slide. Predator, Rip, Ripley. you had a bounty hunter thing going. The alien is it literally the, the, the or the predator? No, not the pre- the alien is in there too. The the animorph. Yeah, but that that's because you had predator. Yeah, and there's alien games. 
Yeah. I guess there's no Naruto games too. Yeah, come I'm on. Like, <laughs> come on. It I'm just not, don't make sense. It's I so don't know. weird. Oh, back on Sony though. This one was a big one and it's crazy that it's so deep in the fucking dock because this would have been the number one This thing. isn't even going to be on the thumbnail. I'm yeah, sorry. It's crazy, but... PlayStation partnered with Discord, announcing PlayStation's new partnership with Discord from Jim Ryan at the PlayStation blog. At PlayStation, we're constantly looking for new ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another, form new friendships and communities, and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in this spirit that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Together, our teams are already hard at work connecting Discord with your social and gaming experiences on PlayStation Network. Our goal is to bring the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together. To bring these experiences to life for our players, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord's Series H round. From our very first conversation with co-founders Jason Citron and Stan Vishwa, oh, I'm not pronouncing Vishnevsky. that. I was inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team's shared passion to help bring friends and communities together in new ways. Empowering players to create communities and enjoy shared gaming experiences is at the heart of what we do. So we are beyond excited to start this journey with one of the world's most popular communication services. It's always a privilege to work with great partners to bring fresh experiences to our fans and we'll have more to share in the coming months. Stay tuned to our channels and Discord for the latest updates. This is crazy. This is really cool. All the rumors that Microsoft was in talks to buy Discord was like, oh, that's a shoe win. Then my Discord came out and said, hey, wait, psych, we're not talking to anyone. Then Sony came out and said, oh, psych, they're talking to the other guys. It was the ultimate double mm -hmm. agent move. And so they, they stabbed Xbox I feel in the like back. we, as Xbox boys, finessed. Well, we got finessed. And we got to acknowledge this is a massive win for PlayStation. Biggest win. I wanted to see Discord on Xbox so, so fucking bad. So bad. I want to so be able to just hang out on Discord on my Xbox. Me too. Because that'd just be a better system than Xbox With Live. so many people who just chill on Discord on PC doing things. Though I think I think PlayStation maybe needs it more. Yeah, because their party chat is dick cheese. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. So I think it's a, a better boost for PlayStation. Yeah. Xbox doesn't need it as bad, but I wish it was on Xbox. It's, it's, I have it's not a loss for Xbox, but it's not a win. Mm -hmm. And it's a major win for... for uh, Imagine how crazy it would have been if Nintendo stole it. Nintendo was partnering with, dude, because they don't That'd have a voice so chat app. That'd yeah. actually be nice for It'd Nintendo. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Actually, people would love that. Uh, people would be yeah. so happy. I mean, I feel crazy. like Discord people are, are more yeah. Nintendo so than it's, it's any supposed, other. It's supposed to uh, roll out either really late this year or early next year. They don't have a really a, a timeline on it, but... That's cool. Crazy. Um, and then this next one, this would have been a major story as well. <laughs> Shit keeps going. There's more E3 news here. So E3 2021 confirmed Square Enix, Gearbox, Sega, and more. This is by Liana Rupert at Game Informer. E3 2021 has confirmed even more companies that will be attending this year's digital showcase, including names like Square Enix, Sega, and more. The virtual event is set to take, pla take place next month, offering new looks, fresh reveals, and a celebration of the gaming community. Nice. Even though E3 2021 will be all digital this year due to lingering COVID-19 concerns, that doesn't mean that there won't be a few surprises to be had. ESA has confirmed even more companies that are joining the E3 lineup this year, including the following companies. Square mm -hmm. Enix, nice. Bandai Namco, cool. Gearbox, Sweet. Verizon, Freedom Games, mm -hmm. Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Verizon again. Oh, Freedom Games is a Verizon company. Mm -hmm. uh, Binge and Xseed Games. Already confirmed companies include Nintendo, Xbox, Take-Two Entertainment, Ubisoft, Capcom, and Warner Bros. Sony and Electronic Arts are also are, are once again sitting E3 out, opting into their own showcases instead. Konami has confirmed it won't be in attendance despite having several notable projects in the works. Mm -hmm. Quote, E3 2021 is set to continue its legacy as the premier video game industry event as we add new publishers, sponsors, and partners, said Stanley Pierre-Lewis, president and CEO of the ESA. We can't wait to share more details about this virtual event for audiences around the globe. E3 2021 is set to take place from June 12th to June 15th. What a comeback. So, 
frankly, um, E3 2021, I think, is shaping up to be a fucking killer event. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, going to be great. You have, you have a really good lineup. I mean, Sony is really the big one. I mm. mean, obviously EA, but the only one I would really care about is Sony being out. Yeah. Um, but if you had Sony in, it's still, it'd be huge. And mm. it's still huge without. You have Nintendo, Xbox, and then the the rest of the big ones, Square mm. Enix, Bandai, Take-Two. I mean, it's I think I think it's good. Yeah, I no. think I think we've officially reached. I think E3 comeback. I think we're on a redemption arc here, which is nice to see because I love E3 and I mm-hmm. missed it last year. I I wonder really if did. there's going to be a completely different formula to the way this stuff is presented because that, that's the big difference, right? They wanted to change yeah, that up. Maybe so. yeah, I don't know, but again, it's worth noting uh, they talked about this. Um, I can't I can't remember if it was a game scoop, if it was a game informer show, if it was a kind of funny show. I cannot remember, but they did talk about um, you know last year with. Uh, with Jeff Keighley hopping out of the mix because he didn't want to deal with it. And he was saying, you know, I don't like the direction that they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything got canceled. They're coming back this year say, hey, we're going ham. It is worth noting that the majority of the people that worked at the ESA when Jeff Keighley was saying he didn't like the direction they were going, those people are gone. Like, there, yeah. I guess there was a crazy turnover. We got a lot of new management, a lot of new people in at the ESA. So I think this is a much better I think that's why I'm interested to watch it because I think it's going to yeah. be different than the original. I, I, yeah. I don't know if we're going to see... I, I don't know. I could be the same thing, just digital. I think it's probably not going to be any different for us in the way that we viewed it before because we don't go to E3. No, but the event itself is probably going to be different. Yeah, we'll have to see. Which means I think it'll be more focused on making the presentations mm-hmm. better for the, the home viewer. It's going to be cohesive because yeah. before it was, this is a press conference, we're just watching it because PlayStation is live streaming it at yeah. E3. Mm-hmm. This one I think is is E3. We're watching E3. You know, mm-hmm. Greg is hosting E3. He talked a little bit about what was going on. There's going to be stuff in between. He's going to bring people in from other podcasts, other live streams, talk to them. He's going to hop back over to the Kind of Funny live stream. He's going to be going back and forth, and we're going to be, like, talking to people a lot. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be more cohesive. Like, once the PlayStation thing's over, it's going to be, like, Greg on the screen. He's going to be like, wow, that was crazy. I'm going to bring mm-hmm. in this person and this person to talk, or whoever it is that's hosting at the time. So I think we're at, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be an actual live stream event that's cohesive and glued together not yeah. just the playstation conference the xbox conference the development exactly. conference um i'll have to see how it goes though because that's a lot of fucking conferences in one day so well, yeah i can't watch all that intermediate stuff event. yeah so we're gonna have to Better see take off work right now yeah uh, yeah we're gonna have to see how it goes um uh, i'm i'm very excited me too i'm, I'm very excited i had lost hope but it has been my hope has been refreshed established okay now yeah. that we're done looking to the future let's look take a past. look at the past fiscal year for Nintendo. We talked about Xbox at the beginning of the show. We talked about Sony in the middle of the show. We talked about E3, which is all the other companies in the middle of the show. Now let's talk about Nintendo. The, the Nintendo one. Switch can't be fucking stopped. It's a, it's That relentless. wasn't in the headline. I put the F word in there. Console sales and games combined for a blowout year. This is by Thomas Ricker at The Verge. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch sales were up 44% from January to March compared to the same pandemic-impaired quarter from a year earlier. That's insane. Today's numbers bring total Switch sales to $28.83 million for the fiscal year, up 37% compared to the $21 million Switch consoles the company shipped the year prior and beating the company's own revised forecast. In February, Nintendo raised its own annual forecast to 26.5 million Switch units for the fiscal year ending March 31st on the strength of increased demand during the COVID-19 pandemic, a number that had already been raised from 19 million units at the start of the year. The lifetime-to-date sales figure now stands at 84.59 million Switch units shipped worldwide since its launch in 2017. That's four years, baby. Creeping up on the Wii console's 101.63 million lifetime sales mark. Game sales for the year also spiked by 37%, selling 230.88 million units compared to 168.72 million units the previous fiscal year, led by Animal Crossing New Horizons with 20.85 million. Other notable unit, uh, other notables were Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 10.6. That game doesn't stop it selling. It does not stop. 
Mario 3D All-Stars, 9.01 million. Ring Fit Adventure, 7.38 million. That's crazy. Yep. That's in this game. That blows my mind. Nintendo claimed 36 million seller titles during the fiscal year, 22 from Nintendo and 14 by other publishers, which is games that have sold a million copies. Mm-hmm. Newly released Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury sold 5.59 million units. Looking forward, Nintendo is planning to release a blue Switch Lite in May. The company is also preparing a global launch for its additional first-party software titles, including Miitopia in May, Mario Golf Super Rush in June, and The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD in July. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl are planned for late 2021. Nintendo says it's working with Niantic to develop a new application featuring Pikmin for smart devices that will be released in the second half of 2021. Nintendo's full-year revenue increased to increased to 1.76 trillion yen, up 35% compared to the 1.3 trillion yen earned last year netting a full year profit of 480.3 billion yen that's about 4.4 billion dollars mm-hmm. the company is forecasting sales of 1.6 trillion yen against 25.5 million switch consoles for the year ending in march 2022 i know that was a lot of word salad and numbers tldl didn't listen um the switch sold like fucking crazy and so did the games oh yeah it's, it's ridiculous uh mario kart 8 deluxe is number 10 mm-hmm. best selling game of all time crazy it's gonna hit seven, six, yeah, um, maybe five. It's that just tells me it's gonna be a while before we get another Mario Kart game. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If it's the second best-selling game and it's been out yeah, for four years, four years. Well, technically, it's been out for longer. Cause well, it's yeah, because it's a remake from the Wii. So, you know, but still, yeah. Um, these so numbers many. are crazy. A couple of notables here: the Switch is gonna pass the fucking Wii. Can, oh, can the Switch wait, be the Wii or the Wii? The Wii, oh, yeah. It Damn, the, the Wii was a hundred. The Switch passed the Wii U in like. Three I know, months, I, I know, but I just read that as Wii U, and I just accepted it in my mind. No, the Wii, but that's the, the Wii. The yeah, Wii U sold like seventeen mil, something like that. A hundred percent, it's gonna yeah. pass that. So it's gonna pass that uh, probably by the end of this fiscal year. Um, will we see it rise to PlayStation Two levels? No, I think we will. Hear I, my arguments. Well, okay, hold hear on. my arguments. Does the new yes, the Switch Pro. That's count? why. Okay, that's yes. why. Then I yeah. concede I, because yeah. with the way the DS worked. Yes. That works for the DS, for the 3DS, all of that combined I mean, to yeah, one total. Yeah, you're correct. So then, then yes. When, yeah, when you, do, when you do Switch Pro, when you do new Switch Lite editions, maybe you do even a different type of Switch, some sort of, you know, you throw in the exotic ones, the Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably do one for Breath of the Wild 2. You know? Easily. I think the Switch is passing. It's going to become the best-selling console of all mm-hmm. time. Especially if they can keep the Switch Pro at that, like, 300 price point, maybe yeah. maybe 350 I Yeah. I, they have they a hard... It, they could put it at 400 and I still think it mm-hmm. outsells the PlayStation 2. In terms of lifetime, because we're only four years in, mm-hmm. I imagine we got four to five years left of the Switch. Yeah, and I mean, eighty million in the first four years. I mean, the, the interest goes down, but the Switch is like, I don't, I don't know. know. Switch Pro, I think you keep that interest spiked because you yeah. have people who are going to be still trying to buy Switches and regular Switch lights. Yeah, and then you're gonna have everybody who has a Switch just buying the Switch. Pro. All the people who bought it on day one. The Switch on day one, looking to upgrade now. Yeah. Buy a Switch Pro. And the demand's already there for that. Yeah, 100%. So I, I think the Switch either passes or comes pretty damn close to outselling It'll the PlayStation It'll be exciting. I, we, pretty good lineup uh-huh. for um, the Switch. By yeah. the way, the blue Switch Lite is already out. Looks nice. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a cobalt blue almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. So excited for golf. Yeah, wait. It's already out? Hmm? It says it's releasing it in May. It's May, bro. Oh, yeah. No shit. You're like 10 days in. Damn. No, we're nine. We're nine days in. Almost, Almost 10, 10 days. Almost 10 days. It'll be 10 in like... One more Nintendo thing here. 
Nintendo's new $30 DIY game is Game Builder Garage from Richard Lawler at Engadget. Last year, Nintendo rolled out its fir- the final major update for Super Mario Maker 2, but it has something else up its sleeve for creates- creatively-minded players. It just announced Game Builder Garage, a new mm-hmm. title for the Switch that encourages you to program your own game using a variety of visual tools. Step-by-step lessons walk players through programming games based on plans before they can... Pl- before they can play them and then free programming mode allows players to develop custom designs naturally you can also share games that you build with others via the internet or locally from one console to another and you can take a peek under the hood of someone else's game to understand how they programmed it a press of a button switches games between playing and building mode and it even allows the use of a mouse for players who need additional control methods that's cool game builder garage launches for the switch june 11th and it will cost 30 bucks nintendo doing their own dreams i think this is a really cool product a lot of people a lot of people in the comments when this first got announced were like we got this instead of Breath of the Wild 2 and yeah. I want to be like shut up yeah you're stupid no yeah the Breath of the Wild 2 is still coming this shit's cool this is good to see this wh- what this does is makes kids interested in making games mm-hmm. teaches them how to make games and makes them go to school to make games and it means in 10 years we're gonna get good ass games that those kids made exactly so it, it normalizes this just grows grows the industry exactly it's it's a Nintendo sees because okay the price point's 30 bucks mm-hmm. they're not gonna sell a lot of these no they know they're losing money on this of one, course probably. I think they're interested in investing in the future, like you're saying, of this you're going to get better con. games. Yeah. This is the long Exactly. Con. This is... You're going to have somebody hired by Nintendo who's like, yes. you got me because I played this game yes. when I was a kid. Nintendo is creating their future prospects and it's such title. It's a cool title, too. I mean, it's not and the most original idea. I think we've seen it at this point a couple with times. Dreams, with Dreams, know, obviously. Yeah. There was another one on the DS that was pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still so cool, and I'm glad that it's 30 bucks. Yeah. That's Making reasonable. it cheaper, that's good. Because, you know, I argued... And a lot of people argued that Dreams should have been a PS Plus pack-in or a PS5 pack-in game yeah. to get more people, get more eyes on it. People aren't buying it at 60 bucks. I think the same applies to this game. People really aren't going to buy it for 60 bucks. You make it for 30 though, I think you get a lot more people Because if it was 60 I'm not buying it. No. 30 I might mess around with might it. might get it to play somebody else's games. You know? Yeah. Which I think it's really cool. Yeah, I agree 100, 100%. I would like to see them put some Nintendo flair on it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe update it to where you can have, like, a... A slight Mario package where it's more just yeah. like um, assets. Yeah, make your own stuff. Mario. Well, I guess Mario. That's Maker. Mario Maker. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're talking just about. Just some, just some cool Nintendo stuff that you can throw into your games. Mm-hmm. That'd be really, yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like that idea. One final story here. It's a review roundup for Resident Evil Village. Um, it's from Eddie Mukuk, Mukuk, Mukuk at Gamespot. Gamespot gave it a nine out of ten. This is from Phil Hornshaw. Resident Evil 7 was an excellent return to the horror underpinnings of the franchise, but cunningly altered with new ideas and a new perspective. Similarly, Resident Evil Village is an intelligent reintroduction of the best action elements of Resident Evil, though it captures some of the same things that made Resident Evil 7 such a breath of fresh air, or maybe rancid, stale, mold-filled air, but in a good way. Village evolves to become its own unique creature and makes you wonder what beautifully twisted fiend Resident Evil might mutate into into the future. IGN gives it an 8 out of 10 from Tristan O'Gilve. Roaming the streets of Resident Evil Village is like revisiting a disturbing and deadly Disneyland, where every attraction is a house of horrors. I got just as big of a thrill uh, out of reveling in its frenzied violence as I did retracing my steps through the gradually revealed uh, recesses of its sizable village setting to uncover the darkest story secrets of its monstrous main cast. Boss fights are a bit of a letdown, but the great variety of enemies throughout keeps things intense, especially on hardcore mode. The fact that it's very much a throwback to the fast-paced action Resident Evil 4 also means it largely takes a step back from the slow burn scares of Resident Evil 7's excellence opening opening hours which may be may well disappoint those who perform more psychological dread to blowing off heads but if you have an itch for action heavy survival horror then resident evil village will scratch it like a fistful of lady dimitrescu's freakish fingernails 
PC Gamer gave it 85 out of 10 uh, out of 100. This is the last one from Andy Kelly. Village can occasionally feel like half a dozen different horror games jammed together, but the strength and variety of its ideas, the quality of the art direction, and its darkly evocative atmosphere more than make up for it. It's a bold and experimental horror game, but also one that leans into the series' past glories, particularly Resident Evil 4. There's a lot of Mikami's 2005 reinvention here, mm -hmm. from the enigmatic merchant and weapon upgrades to the rule setting and the corrupted villagers, but ultimately, Village is its own game with its own identity, and the elements it borrows from earlier sequels never define it. This is a quality horror game in its own right, and proof Resident Evil still has the power to thrill, surprise, and scare 25 years on. Um, I will be talking about Village later on in the podcast. Then I'll save my words for them. Um, actually, no, fuck it. Let's talk about it right now. It's Are you more sure? topical. Yeah, it's more topical right now. Let's just do it right now. It doesn't make sense. I will say that. this seems to be a controversial yeah. game. I I, there's a lot of good takes. I, and a yeah, lot of I took three reviews from the bigger names. There mm -hmm. were a lot more reviews in the GameSpot roundup, um, but they were sites I had never heard of that were like mm -hmm. four out of ten. Six out of ten. Yeah. Five out of ten. Um, so I didn't include those because they were like no-name websites. But um, A lot of people love this game, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't love it, though. <laughs> and you can share why. Um, so personally, uh, Resident Evil Village, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just I'm not in the mood for it. To, to kind of build a um, platform here, what are your thoughts on like Resi 7? Resi 7, I loved Okay. Resident Resi Evil 7 was great. You I like Resi 4? I played Resident Evil 7 twice. Yeah. I played it once through regular, and I played it once through in VR. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Both playthroughs. It was really mm -hmm. good. Um, and you like Resi 4 as well. Resi 4 is awesome. Yeah. Resident Evil 4, I would consider one of the greatest games ever made. And most people are calling this the combination of the two. Yes. And I think it's the lackluster elements of both combined into one game. Yeah. Uh, everyone else thinks it's the best elements of both into one mm -hmm. game. I know you watching me were enjoying it more than I was playing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to finish the game probably. Maybe. Because there's nothing out. If I don't finish it by Friday, I will never finish it because Mass Effect's coming out. Yeah. I'm go deep on that. Um, so yeah, probably maybe going to finish it. If I can finish it by Friday, if I don't finish it by Friday, not going to finish it. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. The best part of the game so far to me was, well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's like a section of the game that's less, your guns get taken away from you. Yeah. You don't have your guns and you're doing some puzzly shit. That was the best part of the game that I've played up to this point. And I love that sequence. That sequence so far, the shortest sequence of anything. Yeah. It was I've like 40 minutes. Yeah. Super fucking short. Very disappointing. The sequence I didn't like going to the castle mm -hmm. where I was blasting a bunch of stuff and having run all the time was the longest fucking sequence that I had done yeah. up to that point. And I didn't like it, which sucks. See, I think, and, and as someone who's just watched it, I feel playing it doesn't affect mm -hmm. my review as much. Yeah. Cause I, I, if take my word for less, if you don't like that, yeah, um, cause you would just watch me play. I was watching you play for like, but it felt hours. like when we got into the castle, I, w I liked it a lot because it was very reminiscent of, Resi 1. Mm -hmm. The Merchant's cool from Resi 4. Mm -hmm. So I like that part a lot. Yeah. I didn't like the the, the section yeah. where you didn't have your gun. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting there like... Spooked. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm not having fun. Yeah. Um, But I, I thought know. it was really cool and I appreciated it. So yeah. I think what's wrong with the game is that when you're in that area, you just wish you were playing more of the other area that you yeah. wish you liked more. There's that. I also think that like maybe I should put it on an easier difficulty to make it better for me. Um, I think like Resident Evil 7... One of the qualms I had with it was it was clunky and controlled poorly. The camera yeah. controlled poorly. The movement controlled poorly. And it's that way on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And so in Resident Evil 8, it's the same thing. Um, but it feels a little more dialed up because I've yeah. had it already. It's an issue that was already and an I, issue. And I think it's... And I'm also not liking the game as much. So I was thinking about that. And I think the reason is because the, the movement's a little clunky to make you kind of feel a little helpless. Yeah. As in, you're just a dude. Mm -hmm. You don't control like a superhero. You're just a lad. But the thing is, it's turned up in Resident Evil. Eight, eight mm -hmm. where you have to be 
a badass. Yeah. You're fighting. But you still feel like so many shit. people. Yeah. But you still move just as slow. Yeah. You don't. You don't feel as strong. So, you know, a bunch of enemies pop up, and I have all this ammo, and I, it, you know, I gotta sit there, and I'm like, bang. You're not bang, being creative. Bang, You're just firing bang, off shots, moving, bang, he dropped, firing off okay, shots. Move. Bang, you know, and yeah, exactly. Which is like un, it's uninteresting and yeah. it's not inspired. It's extremely boring. Mm-hmm. When, when the waves of enemies were coming at me, I was like, God, dude, like I don't want to, like, just send me one guy. I don't want to sit here and shoot six yeah. dudes. I, I'm just gonna do the same thing over and over and over again, and then I'm gonna be low on ammo. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get a bunch before the next time it happens, and I'm gonna do it again. And it was the same with the boss fight because I did one boss fight. Yeah, that boss fight was boring as fuck. You're just you keep walking in a circle, I in and, a circle and shooting. Blasted, blasted, blasted. And I, th- fly off. I think that's the problem yeah. with the game is the combat is pretty uninspired, which the combat in Resi games usually is. Like, I mean, the combat in Resi 1 and 2 mm-hmm. is it's boring. You just shoot them yeah. enough until you do something. The 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 time is what's supposed to carry scare you. That you know the people following you around the mansion. Mm-hmm. The that stuff's supposed to get you. Yeah. With the combat kind of being more of a point in this version of the game because mm-hmm. they turned the combat up for sure yes especially compared to seven and seven you were work you were low on ammo you were running more than yeah. shooting and this one you have fucking a ton of ammo yeah you're shooting more than you'll, you'll break a vase and there's 25 handgun shots right yeah so and you I, can craft them yourself mm-hmm. so i think that's the problem is it's trying to have both that feeling of mm-hmm. you not having resources and still being an action-packed game where yeah. you're constantly shooting stuff yeah and it's just the problem for me is the action doesn't feel very actiony the puzzly mm-hmm. elements have been the best part for me at this point, the 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 spooky where they took the guns away, the spooky parts where everything's atmosphere, the escape room stuff, the pu- even the puzzly stuff in the castle, which wasn't escape roomy. Yeah, was just well, like, I love that stuff too. Going. I was liking that. That's classic mm-hmm. Resident Evil stuff. Yeah, but the 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 action part is just not doing it for me, and that, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense because I liked Resi Four. I even liked Five, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just I don't know. It's not really doing it for me. Uh, Taking that stuff away, and then. The narrative? Yeah, okay, yeah. This is what I was going to say. The narrative makes no jack shit sense. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think you just don't know what's going on yet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll click for me. Um, but also, Ethan Winters as a character, so, dude, is a total hat. It's hard for me to be like, to like, like Ethan Winters. Yeah. He has dumbass dialogue well, lines. Well, it's because you don't have a reason to like him. Yeah, he's not a likable character in any way, shape, or form. His li- dialogue lines aren't very good. And then the other thing, which I feel like they do on purpose. They do. With Ethan Winters... Constantly getting brutally mutilated and that having no consequence to the, the following uh, yeah. sequence. And I've talked about this. It's okay when you're in gameplay and you get mm-hmm. bit by a zombie ten times. Like yeah. that's just it's in gameplay, that's the nature yeah. of the game. But it's in cutscenes. Cut you're, you're constantly My, being mutilated. Your, your hand literally gets chopped off. Mm-hmm. Right? And you have to do like a little thing to yeah. get the severed hand back. Mm-hmm. And then you escape. And you just put the fucking hand back on. Yep. You just put it back now, on. Now, this is something that they do in Resi 7, though. We, we looked into yeah, this. Yeah, he did it with his leg. Yeah, so maybe when you get to the end of Resi 8, maybe there's some kind of explanation. Maybe, dude. Hopefully, there's an explanation yes. to why Ethan is the way he is. But there's things that contradict it, because you you know you want to say that like he has healing powers or he has some sort of thing, right? And so I can put my severed hand back on. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the game, the part you didn't watch me, I get the two fingers bitten off by a werewolf. Well, does he spit him out? Huh? Does he spit him out? Yeah. You could have just picked them up. Yeah, but no, it doesn't happen. I wrap my hand, I get all crippled, and then now forever permanently, Ethan Winters only has three fingers on his left hand. But then my hand gets chopped off, and I just put it back on. Well, you got you were able to grab the hand. I just put it back on, dude. I mean, and yeah. I'm up an elevator, and he goes, "Oh, that's good. Did Fuck it, this castle, man." Yeah. <laughs> I want. Like, I really, really want to see the end of the game because I want there to be closure on those dumb things, uh, and I don't think there will be. Yeah, they hit you with the Jesus. In the hands with the sickle, mm-hmm. and you rip your hands out, and then 
and the next scene, you're healed. There, there's nothing even there. Yeah. So there's kind of, I mean, they're either ignoring it, which is a weird choice. Uh, yeah. Or they're going to explain it. And yeah. I hope they explain it because I want Ethan Winters to ha- be a cool character. His, mm-hmm. his whole stick is he's just a dude, right? Yeah, he's just a dude. Which I think is okay in some games. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good in this one. Um, th- this has been a very negative review. So <laughs> some things I like. I think the game, I like the the lore. I like the characters. Mm-hmm. I like the, the monster village vibe. The... Uh, the Duke is I like I yeah. like him I've liked pretty much all the characters so far, um I think it's a pretty game, yeah pretty and it's, it's I think the character models are a little lacking especially when you see things like last it's a certain stuff. shot yeah but the the environments are quite nice to look yeah at. I think the nice environments cool I think the village itself is a cool vibe cool yeah very cool um the stuff they do in the second area was. Mm-hmm. I think very yeah. very interesting. It was fun to walk around the village and be like, "How do I get back to? Oh, I gotta go to this window, and I gotta unlock mm-hmm. the store, and now I got a thing that I can go back to this, and I can and unlocking more of the village yeah. to walk around." It. I think at the bare minimum, it is a good game. Yeah, it's 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 for me, it's bad to find. For most people, it's good to great. Yeah, I think you should knock the difficulty down because I think Resi is a game that doesn't just so I can blast through it. Because if your if your favorite elements are the puzzles, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, just throw it on easy so you can. Get through the zombies, which are just time wasters, honestly, for yeah. you if you're just trying to get from Extending place to place. Extending the time of the game. Yeah. So just knocking down easy, run through those so you can get to the cool puzzle stuff, which I think is the best part. You know, examining things, flipping them over, being like, oh, this goes here. There's this is the password here to that. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest part of Resi, in my opinion, too. So I think there's no shame in just knocking it down to easy mode and sprinting through it. Yeah. So I'm I think gonna, you should do that. I'm probably going to do that next you time. Because you can only change the difficulty when you die. So yeah. yeah. Hold up. What's the. Uh, we're doing good. Yeah. Good time. Yep. We're speed talking. This next time. Next time. This next time. Damn. This next time. This next section of the podcast, Mike. Yes, sir. The section of the podcast following a new section called This Week in Gaming. Mm-hmm. This is the section of the podcast where we go over the historical releases. And, and you I guessed, guessed it. it. This, this Week in gaming. gaming. So let's start with May 9th. Over the Hedge in 2006. Classic. That's a banger. We got to keep talking about Wait, this have license we not talk- game. Have we not talked about it before? No. Apparently, this is license game season. Is there a bunch of them? No, because oh. like last week we talked yeah, about some licensed yeah. games. The week before when I wasn't here, we talked about licensed games. Is this when movies be coming out though? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, talk about Brink, Shrek 2. Yeah. Brink in 2011 on May 9th. Brink, an underrated fucking game. I liked Brink. People hated it, and it flopped terribly, and they shut the servers off shortly after, mm-hmm. which sucks. I didn't touch this game. But I liked Brink. Minecraft, like the, next game. the console edition for Xbox in 2012. Classic. I remember hating it at first. And then loving it. Yeah, let me because st- you you hop off the PC yep. where you have so much power. Yeah. Once they started expanding the map, yeah, because you had the one little square. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so small. Yeah. I ha- I remember the first thing I did was I built a yeah a castle in the desert. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. still have that image. I wish I had the world. Dolores in 2016. That's Dolores. Yeah, um, that's like a RTS game that I really mm-hmm. like. May 10th, the original Minecraft OG. in 2009. Baby, what a good game. Best of course, of best selling game of all time. May 11th, Skate Whoa. 3 in 2010. Can't wait for Skate 4. Still play Skate 3 every once in a while. Yep. To the next one. Yeah. May twelfth, Finding Nemo in two thousand three. I didn't play that one. Season. Maybe it did. It was on PS two. Hold up. It's coming to me. I definitely played this. Yeah, because there's a section where you you know the the shark bait thing. There's a level where it's like dark and you have to go over the volcano and it's pretty difficult. And then I remember you go through like Bruce's minefield. Oh, yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That area got a little difficult. Um, I'm remembering this one. It's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. I think I played it on Game Boy. I think that's where it was. Okay. Okay. May 13th, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda 2001. Love those games. They're great. Mm-hmm. Doom 2016, May 13th. Nice. Nice. Plague Tale Innocence 2019. Jordan played that one. Shout outs to Jordan. Shout outs to Jordan for that. 
May 14th, Metro Last Light came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Super good. Rage 2 in 2019. Super good. That game came and went. Super good. Like, everybody blinked and it was gone. Yeah. Poor. Poor game. May 15th, Diablo 3 in 2012. That's a big one. Classic. Big and Classic. Doesn't Same get better day. than that. And then Max Payne 3 in 2012 as well. Which uh, is a good game people like. I think if you take away Minecraft from this list. It's pretty mediocre. You got Doom and I think that's about it. And Diablo 3. Yeah. And Skate 3. Yeah. But not for like the masses. It's just, yeah, it's it's a, Minecraft is the clear cut winner mm-hmm. there. And that's it for this week in gaming. Decent week. It's a hard week. It's an hard week. You didn't. No. Man. Didn't what? None. Okay. Forget about it. Forget I said anything. Are we uh, playing the game? Do you want to or do you want to skip? Because it is late and this is a long show. It's your call. Because we also have a post show and you're the one doing the editing after this. So I'm saying skip. Okay. We're if skipping. I say skip, you do the editing. What? You got him. No. I said skip. No. Then we're not skipping. Welcome to the next section of the podcast <laughs> okay. called What You Been Playing? I already talked about what I've been playing. What have you been playing? That's all you've played this week? Yeah. No way. Yeah, all I played is Village. I watched you play a little Pokemon Snap. I played some Tetris Effect a little bit. My cat meter's going off. You played. beat. You haven't, you're not going to talk about beating Returnal? I talked about Returnal last week. Yeah, but you didn't talk about beating it. I no guess. way you beat it last week. Um, you played a lot more Returnal. Yeah, no, I didn't beat it. I beat it on like Monday, Did but... Because you, you didn't give your final review. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, bro, come on. I really like Returnal. I think the story, like, everyone was praising the story for a while for a lot of things, but I don't know. I think the story's just okay. But I think that gameplay is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's so crisp, and the the roguelike elements of it are, like, way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. The game's super atmospheric, super cosmic super just, I don't know, psychedelic, I guess, but yeah, the gunplay, the movement, everything is, like, best in class. It's yeah. super good. It's just the story and stuff was a little lackluster, but I very much enjoyed my time with Returnal. Still doesn't beat out It Takes Two, though. For your game of the year? Yeah, well, for best game I've played so far this year. Okay. So, yeah, and that's all I've been playing. I've I've been rushing up on some Pokemon Snap. Deep in the Snap? It's fun. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I was editing pictures, and that's in pretty deep, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple fa- favorite pictures. Um, there's so many really cool moments in this game. Where you're just, you, you know, you're like, okay, if I throw this orb at this Pokemon, I'll get his attention, and he'll follow me over to here, where I can break these walls mm-hmm. by, like, t- kind of giving him the idea, like, hey, look over there, there's something you could shoot, mm-hmm. and he'll shoot it for me, and I've unlocked a whole new path yeah. into an area with completely different Pokemon. Pokemon All of a yeah. sudden, I've discovered ruins that take me to a new area. Yeah, It's so well... It's the, mo- it's, it's, it's the best mm-hmm. dive we've had into the Pokemon universe. Can you make the Pokemon Lord-wise. evolve? No. Okay, so that was the thing that I, people were talking about that were, was missing in this one that was in the original. You could do things like push a Squirtle into a waterfall and he would turn into a war turtle or something like that. Oh, he'd hop in as a Squirtle, hop out. Yeah, and, but you would, you would cause that to happen. Yeah, yeah, in the you original game. Apple or something. Yeah, and that, I guess that's not in this game. There, but there's, there's a lot more stuff in this game. There's going so on. many more cool things and stuff like that. And that, who knows? That might be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so cool. I've, I've loved it. Um, I have some qualms where I'll take a badass picture of a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And because I. There's a Pokemon way in the back, and I accidentally highlighted it with my cursor when I was trying to take the picture. Aww. It marks it as, hey, this is a picture of of no. Wurmple when I have this badass picture of another Pokemon. And so it doesn't count. So there's some little small things like that. Those. Yeah, I do. I'm going <laughs> in, and I'm like, I want this for my personal cutout. Yeah. So there's cool stuff. Uh, or Sorry, there's there's small things like that that like kind of suck. But otherwise, I think it's a really good, it's a really good Pokemon Snap game. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to put it. It's not an amazing game. Yeah, it's it's just, not an amazing $60 game. No. But it's a phenomenal Pokemon Snap game. Yeah. For what they're trying to do, it's great. 
It's yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's cool to watch. So I relaxing. I love it. Relaxing. Yeah, and I think I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if I want to do. Yeah. Everything. Get, get all the four stars and. But I want to play some other games. I want to play Returnal. Yeah. I want to play Village. You know? Of course, of course. I gotta get you stuff. can get your questions right on the show by writing into SyncedUpPod at gmail.com. Just you like can do Spencer Trevette did for this read my mail section. Good evening, beauties. I'm watching the show and reminiscing about playing Breath of the Wild for the first time and remembering mm-hmm. all the gorgeous lookouts and scenic views. Which games do to you stand out as being incredibly gorgeous like Breath of the Wild? Stay wonderful, mm-hmm. Spencer Trevette. I'd, I'd say um, Genshin Impact for sure. I hate you. <laughs> That's such a shy answer. It's a fact. Though. White run. These games are safe. Are safe games. No, what are some real beautiful games? Um, Skyrim with mods. Yeah. Inquisition on certain areas. I don't know. Last of Us 2. Don't sleep on Anthem, bro. That game Anthem, is gorgeous. Anthem is a sexy-ass game. I don't know. It sounds silly, but yeah, Pokemon Snap has a lot of moments where I'm like, this is just it's a good photo. beautiful. Like, you know, when, I'm, when you're in the reefs and underwater and stuff and everything's mm-hmm. so colorful and the Horizon. light shines in. Horizon. Horizon. I don't know. There's, if I could go through my Switch and look at, yeah, I got look at the games I've been playing. Um, because I save very beautiful moments. I mean, there was like, Dark Souls Three. Ill. <laughs> That's not a pretty game. Yes, it is. It's ugly. I hate that. In Orlando and whatnot. Sorry, I was on in Orlando and whatnot. What? In Orlando, it's an area. And, don't worry about it. Scenario in Dark Souls 3. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> in Dark Souls 3. I don't know. There's got to be some. I don't know. Breath of Wild. Dude, like Minecraft really, with mods. Yeah. Breath of Wild is one of the most gorgeous games, though. Like, period. Like, it's you, hard to top. Yeah, it's very, very hard to top. Fielding Dahmer also writes in Happy Mass Effect release week, my dudes. My Here's dudes. my question for the week. What will the Nintendo Switch Pro actually be named? The Switch Pro makes too much sense, and it couldn't possibly be named that, right? My guess for the new name is the new Switch Plus. Thanks for the show. If it ain't She's Super Switch, I don't know. What if they bring back NX? Could be Super Switch. Oh, the NX. Switch NX. Switch Next. Switch Next. Super Switch. Um, new Nintendo Switch. I mean, they've done that with the okay, DS. Hold they've up. done that with a bunch of games. Nintendo Switch Pro, they won't name it that because of the PlayStation Pro. People are calling that because of the PlayStation Pro, but, but it will it. They not just want, be named yeah. the Switch Pro. What? Okay. Nintendo likes to do like quirky things where they keep things in theme. Yeah. So Switch. XL. What? Switch XL. XL. It's a little bigger. Oh, maybe. Oh, XL. <laughs> I heard XL no. as in like excellence. No. XL, XL. No, I don't think. I'm trying to. Big like, Nintendo Switch. Why do they call it the Switch, right? It's because you switch from handheld. Yeah. To docked. Boost. Switch boosted. What? What's another thing you, that could be, help convey like. Switch. They're not calling. It, they're not going to call it the 4K Switch. No, fuck the, the. Switch, but a bit bigger. The adapt. No. No. Switch but a bit bigger. Switch Plus makes sense. I think Switch Plus or Super, Switch Super. I don't know. It's almost Super because for retro, um, some Switch. The new Nintendo Switch is probably the most likely in my opinion because they've Switch done that. U. They've done that with so many things like new Mario Bros, new this, new yeah, Pikmin, the new Switch Plus, new uh, Pokemon Snap. I don't think you put two adjectives. Yeah. Because new, I can understand new Switch or Switch Plus, but new Switch Plus yeah. is too much. I think they'll yeah. It'll be Plus or new, maybe Super. Lyle writes in. Congratulations, you've been invited as staff to the wedding of Samus and Donkey Kong. All the Super Smash Bros. Can, uh, cast have been invited except Ridley for some reason. Why, why the hate for Ridley? Because oh, that's on. literally the ending. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. Your first job is to decide the table arrangements. Who are some of the characters you're sitting next to each other and describe some of the shenanigans that will inevitably, inevitably occur. Thanks for the podcast, Lyle. Mm-hmm. So who's sitting next to each other? I feel like, you know, you got like Mario, Peach, Daisy, the gang. I feel like they got to sit next to each other. Yeah. Alpha Principal, the alone, Toad. 
But not all of them. Who's the cool kid table? The cool kid table? We got like Yoshi. Yoshi, Steve. Steve. Steve's there. The cool kid table. I need bring up the Cloud. Smash roster so I can Cloud's stare at there. it, please. Bro, Kirby's sitting at the cool kids table. Kirby's sitting no, at the Kirby's cool Kirby's at the kids table. No, he's at the cool kids table. He literally saved the world in Smash Bros. Yeah, but he's a kid. He's <laughs> Kirby is a kid. So he's sitting at the kids table like, man, yeah. I saved the world. No, Kirby's just like balancing the whole time. He don't care who he with. Kirby's the flower girl. Or the ring bearer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Who's no, the, no, no, no. Because then you, you got like, um, you got like. Oh. Who's the priest? Bring up the Smash Bros. Who's the who's priest? Mar- who's Bring Marianne? up the Smash Bros. Palatina. It's Palatina probably. Yeah, it's Palatina. Why, hold up. Why is Samus Marion Donkey Kong? That's not what's act. We're not even okay. talking about that. Is Diddy best man? No. What? Who is? I don't know. Bring up a Smash Bros. <laughs> uh, well, old girl's not in. Never mind. I was going to say uh, that girl who that he kidnaps. Oh, Pauline? Pauline. Yeah, that's no. not a man. Oh shit, you're right. That's that best man. Hey, 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 Link. We're breaking gender norms. It ain't Link. It ain't Link. It's right, definitely it Diddy. It's Diddy. Who are you kidding? All of these are such bad resolution. Just ah, uh, it's okay. It's fine. We we can identify. as long as I can gander. As long as I can take a gander. Who's who's Samus's? So pal? let's actually let's talk about the kids table. Kirby, uh, uh, Ness and Lucas. Ness and Lucas. Olimar. And, no, Olimar. Yes. No, Olimar and Alf. Oh, can you make that bigger? Zoom. I'm doing Control it. plus. Yeah. Control and mouse wheel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now we're getting there. Oh, don't do that. No, don't reverse image search. Scroll over. Just scroll over. You got the scroll bar now. Oh. Scroll in more. Zoom in. Enhance. Why oh, is no. it getting? Wait. Smooth? Now scroll to the left. Nope. Nope. Go back. Scroll to the left. Enhance. Here we go. Now to the left. To the left. I'm just getting small. There you go. Okay. That's okay. all I need. This is all I need. This Peaches works. at the kids table. Peach is at the kids' table. What? She's not with Mario and Luigi and Daisy? Oh, sorry. Pichu. Pichu. Okay. Jigglypuff's at the kids' table. Ice Climbers. Ice Climbers are at the kids' table. No, Jigglypuff's like... No, he's at the kids' table. Jigglypuff's the wedding singer. He's at the kid. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Inkling, kids' table. You gotta have the villain table, right? The villain table? Yeah, you got Bowser Inkling's at the kid table. Bowser, Wolf, probably. Hmm. At the villain table. Like Sephiroth. Sephiroth, of course. Of course. He's cutting the cake. He's cutting the cake. Yeah. Um... Who's the who's the bridesmaid? Who's the bridesmaid? Zelda. Zelda, yeah. Zelda's up there. I don't know if Peach is. No, no, it's definitely Zelda. Maybe Mithra. Maybe Mithra. Yeah, mm. you're right. Not Zero Suit Samus. Zero Suit Samus at the villain's table. What? Zero Suit Samus. Not Zero Suit Samus. Dark, dark, dark. Dark Samus? Dark Samus at the villain's table. Yeah. Zero Suit Samus, I guess, technically isn't there. We'll just say she's not there. Yeah. Um. What do you mean Zero Suit Samus isn't there? Like, because Zero Suit Samus is like... How are we feeling that, about... the same person. I feel like yeah, We Fit could be a bridesmaid, you know? Oh, We Fit's definitely a bridesmaid. Yeah, We Fit, bridesmaid. It could be bridesmaid, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. could be a bridesmaid. For sure. I feel like... Um, Fire Emblem wasn't invited. Oh. Yeah, Fire Emblem, they weren't invited. Um, I feel like... I feel like Simon and Richter... I feel like they're off to the side. They're like cousins that don't really want to be there. Yeah. And they're kind of hanging out, and they don't really want to be there. Pac-Man's at the kids' table. Kids' table for sure. Yeah. Because uh, DDD's a villain table. Sonic. Sonic, I'd argue, should sit at the kids' table, but he won't. No, he won't. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, a big he's kid. like 13, and he's like, I want to sit with the adults. But him and him and Mario cannot sit together. Yeah, true. They true, got too much true. beef. They do got a lot of beef. King <laughs> DDD does not sit down. He stays at the snack bar. Yes. Who else is at the snack bar? King K. Rule. K. Rule's at the snack bar? K. Rule's at the snack bar. Who, uh, Kirby's at the snack Kirby, bar. Yeah, nah, Kirby... Kirby yeah, you're right. You're right. Eating, bro. You're right. Kirby at the snack. Kirby bar. stay at the snack. I guess Sheik technically isn't it. Well, yeah, Sheik. Yeah, Sheik's there. 
Um, well, she could just sell the rights. Snake's just in a box. Snake, yeah, he's in a box. Everyone's weirded out by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowser Jr., he's at the kid's table, but he wants to be at the villain's table. But his dad keeps making him sit at the kid's table. So he's pissed about it, of course. Little Mackin and Cinnamar are having a flex Ryu contest. Ryu and Ken, they're uh, ushers. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Ryu and Ken are ushers for sure. Rob Who's? is a waiter. Rob is a waiter. Yeah. Wario is Wario's the one who like stands up when they ask if anyone has anything to say. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'll just make it a joke. Wow. He could also be the snack bar, honestly. Game Watch is the cook, right? Game Watch cooking for sure. He's chefing. chefing. Who else could be chefing in the kitchen? Who's chefing with Game Watch? I don't know. I feel like Cloud's there, and he wants to be there for them, but he doesn't know how because he's socially awkward. Yeah, exactly. Who's chefing? Who, well, some, there's got to be two chefs, right? Well, yeah, because you, you got a sous chef. I feel like Falcon. Game like and Captain Watch, Falcon is a good chef. Game and Watch. Falcon chefing it up with a... I could see that. Like, he's got a tight little apron on. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Who are we missing here? Uh, who could be the flower? No, Min Min's chefing. Who's the flower oh, girl? Yeah, Min Min's chefing. Flower girl? Possibly Inkling. Who's the flower? Isabel. Isabel. Flower girl for no, sure. No, no, no. The ice climbers are the, the ring bearer and the flower, flower girl. Bear. Okay, okay. No. Keeping it keeping easy. It. Easy yeah. peasy. Okay. Isabel. She's Is- the wedding planner. No, she. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100%. Right, you're right, you're 100%. Right, you're right. Who's bartending? Who's serving the drinks? Who's barista or bartender? Mm-hmm. Preferably a female. Pyra? Mithra? Maybe. Maybe they're tag teaming. They're tag teaming. They're tag teaming at, at the bar. That's nice. Um, what's Joker doing? Joker? I don't know. Well, he's on his he's, phone. He's at the cool kid table. He's on his phone. Yeah. He won't get off his phone. He's vibing. Oh, no. Bayonetta is the barista. Bayonetta? Yeah. The, the bartender. Oh, oh, yeah. For sure. For, for sure. sure. She She's serving up to him drinks. Okay. So what's okay. Shulk doing? He got to be vibing. Shulk? Shulk? He thought it was a pool party. So he has no shirt. He so brought he, his shorts. So he's at, he's at the kid table? No. Shulk's, no. Shulk's like... Because if he shows up in pool boy outfit, I mean, someone's going to put just, the kid He's anyway. just trying. He's over there talking to Pitt like, I didn't get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, bro. My bad. My, my bad, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Who have we left out? I don't know. That's the majority of I everybody. feel like we've gotten most of Piranha Plant. Lil right? Mac? We, they're at the kid's table. We already talked about Lucas next. Piranha Plant is the Pokemon. Plant. It's hard to do. What's Pikachu up to? Pikachu. I don't know. He's he's probably hanging out with Samus. Yeah, you're probably right. They're friends. They're yeah. good friends. It's probably... So, Sitting on her shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Pokemon trainers, um, he's at a table with all of his boys. Yeah, yeah. Just and, alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's... I feel like... Okay. okay. Greninja's a waiter. Greninja, definitely a waiter. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty much... They wouldn't let Duck Hunt in. Who's... Why okay. not? They just wouldn't. Canonically... My head they wouldn't let him in. Canonically, who would be the owner of Duck Hunt. Like, who, who, what human is he hanging out with? You. Like, the person who's shooting the gun is the owner of Duck Hunt. Who's shooting guns? <laughs> I don't know. Joker. Joker, yeah. Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Gun. Yeah. And Cinnamon is the security guard. No, the... no, no. He's off flexing with Little Mac. Okay, okay. They're bouncers? They yeah. could be the bouncer. Ken's yeah. the bouncer. Yeah, okay. Who, you, what's, you... what's Banjo doing? Banjo, did they let him in? Yeah, they let him in. I feel, he's, like, I feel like Donkey would let him in here for sure. I feel like he's standing up, not because he's off to the side because he's too cool, but because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And he's just vibing. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I think no, it's everybody. I think Banjo and Duck Hunter are just I think hanging that's, out. That's pretty much everybody. Yeah. I think they And what shenanigans get, get up to? Bowser Jr. causes a ruckus because he wants to sit at the big kid's table. You know what I want? I want somebody to hey, get animated. that commissioned. Yeah. yeah. That whole description. Yeah. 
and so we can get rid of the the breath of the wild painting and we can put it up and just put the wedding yeah. thing okay there we go Maybe folks. someday and that's the show Thank you Almost so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Synced Up Podcast. We very much appreciate it. The biggest. If you like us, give us a like and a subscribe and all that stuff over at YouTube.com slash Synced Up Podcast or podcast services around the globe, Mondays, 7 a.m. Central Time Zone. Yay. Dang. Also, if you really, really like us, consider jumping on over to Patreon and supporting us over there at the dollar There's tier good or the $5 tier. And we're going to talk about some stuff in the post show coming up, but you got to go with the $5 tier if you want that. But if you can't, that's, that's totally cool. spicy. And we'll see you all next week. Big Everybody spice. else will see you on a bit. But uh, that's it for the episode, and goodbye. Goodbye.